0: Hi, everyone. This is James Giglio, CEO of MVP Interactive, and welcome to the MVP podcast. Our podcast will bring insight to a range of topics involving technology, consumer engagement, experiential marketing, and general business-related subjects. This show will host not only our great roster of clients from the professional sports world, along with Fortune 500 brands and agencies, but other entrepreneurs and startups. We hope our podcast brings value, and thank you for listening. For general inquiries or topic requests, please email mvppodcast at mvp-interactive.com and please subscribe to our YouTube page and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud with account name MVP Interactive. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the MVP podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, uh, a partner of ours, uh, the one and only Tom Emmerich. A little bit of background of Tom Emmerich. He is not only the vice president of product for Eighth Wall, one of the leading uh, platforms for web-based augmented reality experience. Uh, Tom is sometimes called the man of the future. He is recognized as one of the world's leading thought leaders in augmented reality, virtual reality, and wearable technology. He was recently listed as one of LinkedIn's top voices in technology in 2020. With over a decade of experience, Tom is leading the strategy development of powerful developer tools to create augmented reality for the web, or what is best known as WebAR. Eighth Wall's platform allows creators to develop platform augmented reality experience with no... App required. Tom, we are so thrilled to have you on our, our show today. Thank you for joining thank us. Thank
1: you. No, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of background in terms of how we met. We uh, obviously have um, launched a pretty uh, extremely successful campaign with the Tennessee Titans in that we created the uh, the NFL's first augmented reality uh, interactive mural. Uh, not only was it the first interactive mural, it was the very first web-based interactive mural. So we were, were really excited to be working with your platform as creators. Uh, you know, we can talk about how we ended up actually uh, conceptualizing some of these AR experiences. But first, you know, we would really be interested in learning about, um, you know, your journey in in and out of technology and, and essentially what led you to eighth Wall.
1: Sure. Well, um, again, thanks for having me. I mean, my My journey uh, uh, has a variety of different milestones and steps that led me to where I am at 8th Wall. Um, I started my technology career back in 2005 in Toronto, which is where I'm from. And that startup where I was working as a project manager Um, was very much dedicated to leveraging a new type of technology, which was mobile, a new platform, uh, to uh, enable marketing and advertising, um, especially in the use of SMS and uh, through SMS campaigns, Mm -hmm. um, like texting a short code to get a coupon, for example, as well as in the use of ringtones and wallpapers or mobile media. Um, as well as video, um, which was especially lucrative in the entertainment space. Um, you may re- recall a while back, every single, you know, uh, single that was released by an artist typically had a ringtone. So obviously this was, a, uh, you know, in t- 2005 was the emerging tech of its time. Um, it's actually fascinating to think about how far we've come in sh- such a short amount of time. Um, and I remember when I was working at that startup thinking, um, that we were just on the start of something extremely powerful, but yet I felt slightly late to the game. That's kind of like what my my feeling was. Um, and I made a promise to myself then that uh, if there was the opportunity to eye the next wave of computing after mobile uh, within my lifetime, that I would want to make sure that I didn't feel late to the party, but in fact was early Um, to to that game. And so um, uh, I I really kept an eye on what was happening in the technology space. And that's really what brought me to wearable technology and augmented reality and virtual reality included. Um, I actually started to uh, put a focus on augmented reality as a product manager working in publishing and media. Um, This was the time when the iPad was new and e-readers were at their height. And I was charged with trying to find a way to bridge that gap between print material and this new digital opportunity and augmented reality was one of those strategies that I was trying to employ. Um, This was back in 2009 and um, while the technology was promising it just was not ready Um, and that's really what's changed is today the technology is ready. The, that includes the hardware, that includes the software, but also um, the 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 consumer is is much more ready um, to do new things with their smartphone than they were back in two thousand and nine when the smartphone was still relatively new. Yeah, uh, is- so that's.
0: Yeah. sorry but I just wanted to go back to a comment that you made when you know we're going to go back to 2005 and you said you felt that you were late to the game on the SMS and multimedia you know interesting enough in 2009 when the technology and you know the iPhone was really you know had come on the scene and apps were the rage and you know here we come in with the QR reader and the QR code even though that technology began you know back in 1994 right Uh, and so it's interesting to hear you say that you felt you were late to the game where I feel like most technologists feel like we're, you know, we're early to the game where the, the overall adoption from the general public needs to catch up. And, and so that's that's interesting. Do you feel now in that element that we're, we're kind of have you ever felt that throughout your career? And, and now this is why it's so exciting in this moment in time.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, um like to clarify I felt late on the mobile media sms side Mm. of things Uh, and I should I should also just clarify that I was it wasn't necessarily that I was late I just had uh, been working with some amazing folks that had been working in mobile media even before I got on to um the opportunity of that startup and so um I, I felt like I really wanted to to um you know, emulate those folks and uh, with that next wave be, be that, you know, that early pioneer in 2009, for sure. It felt like I was very early, like, and in in fact, my journey uh, after being a product manager where I focused on um, becoming a tech journalist and trying to raise up stories around the value of wearable technology and augmented reality and virtual reality. And then that kind of spun into community building through events and meetups and conferences you know, even then, um, although I could see the potential, you know, there was still just many prototypes, like technology pieces on a table, you know, not full products. And um, the, the dust hadn't settled on a lot of, like, software platforms. Um, and there was still a lot of questions around, like, what the technology was, uh, which kind of impeded conversations around the value of how that technology can be brought about. And this was, like, 2009 in the wearable technology space, even 2012, 2000, 2013. Um, so that, that definitely felt early. The, yeah. the, the time now, which is, you know, t- fast forward to 2021 definitely does not feel like the same way that I felt in 2009. Yes. In fact, I would say that it feels like we're ready is kind of like what I would indicate. And it's not even a feeling where we're seeing firsthand, you know, working with partners like yourself, that um, all of the pieces for augmented reality to become a meaningful experience for both the end user and to uh, allow for this new medium to satisfy real business goals is actually happening today. Um, and that's really the exciting, you know, the exciting opportunity, and that's the, that's really where we're at, especially with smartphone augmented reality.
0: Yeah, for sure, and and it's something that we talk about here internally at MVP. How, um, you know, one one of the things that we've experienced in terms of how we brought experiential technology to brands and and sports stadiums and and marketers is that hey, you know, the the adoption. This is this is wild stuff. I remember having conversations in 2013 with, you know, some of the sports leagues and, you know, just see the blankness over their faces when we were talking about facial detection and facial recognition, which in turn, you know, you know, if you say that now, everyone absolutely knows what you're talking about and for photo engagements, everyone knows everything about Snapchat and virtual re- and people are really talking the talk and I think generationally The new wave of consumers, whether we talk about Millennials or even Gen Z, you know they're fortunate enough that they grew up with technology, right? And there was this idea of like the pointer generation, where I have an eleven-year-old an daughter, and it's almost like they're born <laughs> with this innate ability to know what to do with an iPad or with technology. And so uh, I think you're exactly right in terms of where the future is now, and it's no longer having these minority report movie uh, conversations. Like, what are you even talking about? It's it's here and, and it's pervasive in our daily lives and so we agree it's it's super exciting and then to add to that when it comes to the eighth wall platform and what you guys are doing and and pioneering even further extends that because traditionally with mobile augmented reality experiences the need for that third-party native app download was a real Real barrier to entry for a user, especially when it's around consumer-facing engagements or just general hardware issues in terms of what uh, you know a, a range of devices can handle on a da- an, uh, an app download. And so, uh, super exciting. So, why don't why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, the you know the real growth and the transition of the product of what 8th is is offering and, and what you're doing as a, a product. Uh, designer and and developer?
1: So yeah, I think like um, you really hit the nail on the head with like where both the technology has matured as well as like the consumer appetite and education. I think those are two major ingredients um, that are necessary for adoption of this new technology. Um, You know, when I started to see end users, like customers put their phone into a piece of card cardboard and put it on their face I was like oh okay this is much different than 2007 <laughs> and 2009 <2009." laughs> I mean back in 2009 folks were just learning pinch and zoom and like you know the 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 smartphone was relatively new and now we've reached a point where it, it's become like an extension of us so much so that it, it feels like a, a natural part of like everyday life and we're looking for new ways to utilize it you know the cardboard is a good example of that um, on the on the technology side, you know, the smartphone has become a very powerful um, uh, augmented reality device. You know, we have way better cameras. Um, we have uh, chips that are designed for gaming and augmented reality. Um, we have um, d- screens that high, have high resolution um, and that have like a larger field of view because it's a larger screen. The screen real estate has really been maximized. And- and then you have networks, you know, 4G, um, but also 5G networks that are really designed to allow for, you know, richer media to, um, to exist for um, uh, users to experience and interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, so you combine this with, you know, a company like Eighth Wall that has um, birthed in 2018, you know, web-based augmented reality with... The introduction of um, world tracking, or the ability for the mobile device to um, to use its camera to understand the surface and in front of it, to then place interactive or 3D content um, into that space for users to interact with um, in the web without an app to download, it really you know really highlights the fact that it's game time for augmented reality. And so 2019 was the first full year for eighth wall. Um, with our, our WebAR platform, um, we began with World Effects, um, which I mentioned, um, which allows for um, you to, you know, hit a uh, hit hit a link or scan a QR code, get brought to a, a web page, um, which essentially triggers the augmented reality experience, and you can place things like, um, you know, portals that you can walk into, or you know, full-on games, um, you know, cars, products into the space in front of you in order for you to be able to interact with it and gain value from it, um, all with no app required, as you mentioned. And so we we started with um, world effects and quickly we expanded our our augmented reality capabilities to image target augmented reality, again, with no app required. So everything that I'll be talking about in regards to 8th wall, I think it's important to understand that there's no app that needs to be downloaded from the app store you just hit a web page to be able to do so. And so with image target augmented reality What's really great about this, and and and, um, and James, you were talking about this with the mural right from the start. It's like it's just, there's there's something very magical about bringing you know physical images, real I should say real life images that exist in the real world to life with a digital overlay, and that's what image target augmented reality enables. So you can bring a mural to life, where that mural it exists in real reality. Like you don't need to actually appreciate the artistry that went into the tennessee titans mural for example um you can do that without a smartphone but when you view the mural through a smartphone using eighth wall image target augmented reality technology then that mural like literally the word has to be magically comes to life that's like what it feels like (laughs) Um, and so you know we launched image target augmented reality capabilities for flat image targets so that's book covers magazine pages murals posters Um, And then just last year, um, we're the only web-based augmented reality development platform to offer curved image targets. So think about um, labels that are wrapped around wine bottles or cups or, um, uh, you know, other conical and cylindrical shapes. Um, And so this kind of like really shows how um, Eighth Wall has continued to invest in bringing augmented reality capabilities into the browser. And we closed the loop with um, the third major type of augmented reality, which is face effects, which many of the listeners may be familiar with face effects in social augmented reality applications such as Snapchat and, and Instagram. They're often called filters or lenses. And so we also now offer Web AR enabled face effects that work on not just mobile devices across iOS and Android, but also desktop. And these are really great for you know virtual try on of sunglasses and hats and jewelry, um, as well as like uh, first from a sports perspective, creating like face paints or fan paints um, and, and really allowing for the developer, um, in our case, to be able to edit. Um, the face and apply video and textures and other designs to um to suit the augmented reality experience. Right. And so it, a lot of growth there. A lot of growth since 2018 for yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to make the distinction in, in why your platform is so special and, and you had referenced developers, right? The great thing about 8th Wall is uh, the fact that they have built the engine, so to speak. So any creators or developers listening to this, this podcast, you, you know, uh, you've come across in the past, say, hypothetically, um, opportunities to work with another technology company, and, and, and there's, you know, this real sort of ego or sort of conflict in terms of how you bring a product to market. Make no mistake that, shy of calling 8th Wall an open source technology, you really work and integrate closely with developers and creators to give them the tools and the capabilities of uh, what the engine allows for. So there's no conflict in terms of, you know, uh, any tech conflict or ego in terms of, you know, how are we going to create this amazing experience? And that was something that was uh, a great rewarding process for us. And and I, I have to tell this this short little story uh, and and why it was such a magical sort of discovery working with Wall, <laughs> I would say early 2018, maybe even earlier 2017, uh, I, you know, I live in downtown Philadelphia, our office is, you know, within walking distance of my house, and so I try to, you know, every. I, I don't even own a car, right? I just walk everywhere, and I always joke, it's either I my my transportation mode is my feet or an airplane, <laughs> and, and so it's been all my feet this past year in, in, in 2020 and 21 so far, but you know, I do all my thinking, my creative thinking, between, you know, to and from the office. And, uh, you know, I, I usually hit this, this milestone at the convention center here in town. And it's like, I need to come up with one good idea a day. And that's my sort of deadline for myself. And so I got to that point and I said, how cool would it be if someone were to receive a text message they launch this link from said, you know, we work obviously with a lot of professional sports teams, but you launch this link and then a holograph of a person appears broadcasting some message, solicitation, or thanking you to be a a season ticket member or something along those lines, whatever it is. So I got to the office all excited (laughs) and I was like, all right guys, we've got our new product, right? And so I had our tech team kind of like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Let's stage you know, this experience because, you know, we have production capabilities here. And so we we cut like a little demo reel of this idea, right? And so we said, let's build this. But we can't, there cannot be an app. I was hell bent on there not being an <laughs> application because it doesn't make sense if there's an app. There's no wonder or WoW if you have to download an app and and it's less scalable. And we spent, I don't know, three months trying to figure this out. <laughs> in trying to how to bring that to life without any third party or native app and so uh, when we finally and I can't recall the moment and it had to be when you guys came out of stealth and and I think I met uh, your colleague Kevin at Digital LA conference a couple years ago where you guys were now coming out of stealth and evangelizing your product and I said this is it. This is this is how we can make that idea come to life, and um, so it's been it's been an awesome sort of uh, growth to, to align with you guys in terms of being able to as on our side of the table, creative technologists uh, to really uh, pull the certain ingredients needed to kind of make our visions come to life. And so uh, I, I wanted to tell that story because if again, if there's other creators or developers out there, there is no competition in terms of what eighth wall is providing the marketplace or competing against. And so um, I'm sorry for that tirade, but I, 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 I I love it. (laughs) Listen,
1: I love, I love talking to folks that are so passionate about augmented reality, but especially about making the web a powerful place for augmented reality. I mean, eighth wall is on a mission to make augmented reality for everyone. And we're doing that by harnessing the power and freedom of the web because it, it allows for augmented reality to be accessible. And so, you know, when I really, I myself very much resonate with that mission, which is why I'm very excited to be part of the 8th Wall team. And as you mentioned, you know, we're, we're here to empower developers. And agencies and brands with tools, and so you know we've um, we've created a powerful suite of tools that then you get to pick up. And and uh, believe me, um, every day I wake up and I'm so excited to check Twitter or. Uh, to, to you know, to check right. our Slack channel, um, our Dev Slack channel, to see what you've created. It's it's amazing to be part of a company that's creating a developer platform that's being utilized by some very talented and amazing partners and developers in our ecosystem that are really pushing the limits on you know not just what's possible with augmented reality, but what what's possible with augmented reality in a browser with no app required. Yeah, and I also I also appreciate your appreciation for how hard it is <laughs> to make that computer vision happen i mean you know wall does have our own proprietary you know slam system which yep. is you know what allows for our world effects to happen and and our entire ar engine uh, capabilities um you know is is made possible because of our our amazing team so um we're, we're really happy to see how our toolset has unlocked um, web-based augmented reality as a, a major place for this type of content to exist today.
0: Yeah, and it, it's funny that you mentioned Twitter and, um, you know, your Slack channel, because you guys are, are great to open up, you know, assets and and sort of new features to uh, individuals on that Slack channel, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it seems like each day uh, there's a new partner or a new concept that is being promoted online with great brands now leveraging this, which is really fascinating, uh, but most notably... I have to congratulate you guys. Uh, a little bit of newsworthy uh, media here. Uh, it's uh, as of, I guess, last week, Eighth Wall was selected by Fast Company as one of the world's most innovative companies in 2021. Congratulations there. Talk to us a little bit thank about you. that.
1: No, that's great. It's always nice to be recognized. And, you know, we share that recognition with our developer ecosystem and our partners like yourself. Um, and and so thank you for for uh, helping for the web AR um, uh, ecosystem to be put on fast companies' radar. Um, the the honor is, um, you know, it's always nice to be to be recognized. It's also nice to be recognized amongst some you know major players in the augmented reality and virtual reality space, including Snap and Qualcomm and Enreal and uh, Spatial from New York, which are all. Doing in their own right, um, uh, what they uh, need to do in order to make the space successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's uh, it was great to see that that honor and recognition. And uh, thanks for thanks for bringing it up. Oh uh, Yeah, of course, <laughs> of
0: course, of course, of um, course. And so let's talk a little bit about the future. Uh, you had referenced a couple of other companies. Um, Snat notably is um, you know really doing a good job of pressing the limits of you know evolving in terms of what they're known for and where they want to go. Uh, as far as eighth walls capabilities, uh, you, you had touched on this a little bit, and and sort of the curve tracking and and um, sh- uh, shadow tracking. I, I think I'm butchering the the phrase here, but I think being able to to show real time shadowing with 3D right. objects was uh, an update that just came out, which is really compelling for. Uh, the authenticity and the realism of of these objects and what have you. But maybe speak to a little bit of that and what features that you guys are on the roadmap, what what you're allowed to. you know, I obviously understand that you, you can't you know completely open up your <laughs> playbook here, but
1: yeah, I can definitely speak to it. So um, you are right, our our latest release um, on unlocked the ability to add real-time reflections to projects um, created by 8 And those could be face effects, um, image target, augmented reality, or world effect projects. Um, we really wanted to, as part of the the product marketing around that that new feature, raise up how powerful and realistic and high quality web-based augmented reality can be. Um, and so I encourage anybody who didn't see some of the, the demos that um, we made as part of that uh, release to, to head on over to 8thWall.com to take a look at it. It's definitely something you have to see in action. Uh, you know, when it comes to augmented reality, um, it is an experience and, and there's a lot of feeling that is evoked with an experience. And so adding things like shadows and lighting estimation and reflections really add to the overall realism and feel of the experience. And to the extent that we can make that easy and efficient and available to our developers, um, we we wanted to to continue to do so. And and that's exactly what we did with the Real-Time Reflections um, uh, AR Engine release. Um, you know, we we also, we, we think about a couple of things on the product side, and, and one of them is to continue to help our developers be supercharged in their development. Um, and that um, actually speaks to especially our cloud-based coding environment that we have that I haven't talked about. In addition to our AR engine, we also have our cloud editor, which is a Uh, web-based coding environment where developers can log in and collaborate together utilizing source control and also with one click publish uh, their web AR experiences to included hosting um, with over 200 points of presence around the globe. So thinking not just about like new AR features like real-time reflections or you know curved image targets um, but also wanting to offer up a set of um, coding tools and, and uh, that allows for the developer to be as efficient as possible, to have the resources to feel supported in the in the creation of their projects, um, and to ensure that the the quality and the stability of their their projects is um, is something that we can help out with. And that's really where the cloud editor comes into play. Um, we continually add to our sample project library and our templates, which, um, you know, have been utilized by our developers to get up and running as quickly as possible. Um, and also to, um, you know, start to elevate their experience and their skills within this new and emerging area. I mean, in uh, WebAR, uh, as I mentioned, you know, really, really began um, in 2018. And so it's still a relatively new. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, type of experience to create that requires a lot of different skills to be brought to the table, you know, web development, um, you know, uh, working within uh, 3D renderers, working with 3D assets. I mean, you know, firsthand with your team, the talent that's required to put this together. Um, And so, um, you know, beyond, again, new augmented reality capabilities, we think a lot about how to make all of that um, as efficient and, and effective as possible. Um yeah, that's so little, the last yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I oh, didn't mean to. Yeah, no, I was go gonna say
1: the, the last thing is like we do also think a lot about the success of these campaigns as well and these experiences. And um, you know, we spend a lot of time um on the product side uh thinking about how we can contribute to the success of that, uh, meaning, you know, how can we help with um distribution, you know, optimizing a metadata? Um, how can we help with discovery? Um, we launched our in-app on device. Uh, media recorder last year as like a result of that um, that that goal um, with the full intent to enable developers and partners like yourself with now the ability for you to include video and photo capture in an augmented reality experience which um, in turn should help with uh, your end users you know capturing and sharing this media on social media which, um, hopefully will encourage continued use and visibility of the AR experience overall. So those are also some things that we're really uh, passionate about providing to you.
0: Yeah, and, and that's great. And, um, you know, what I was going to say earlier, and, and this is really an extension of like the feature sets that you guys are continuing to roll out. Uh, you had mentioned efficiency, right? And that is something that is paramount to how, uh, eventual and how scalable this type of platform uh, is going to be and, and it's trending that way right where you know we, we kind of go back to these third-party app developments and the price and the actual development work that it took to, to create these experiences were exorbitant and and, and it, it was really a, a a non-starter for either developers or brands that that were looking to kind of create these things and so being able to really hook into these these um, features has really helped us because as you can imagine I mean you know budgets were you know the world as we knew it over the past year was really halted and and you know companies were really downsizing and, and being very cautious with their spend and budgets are were, were certainly affected by that and and so uh, as other symbiotic businesses that rely on those type of Brands and businesses to kind of create our work, you know, we had to get smart as well And so that's really important to know uh, for other people that have worked with you or are looking to work with you Is that the feature sets that come out really help drive down the cost of development based on the efficiencies and and what you're able to do? Uh, One quick example is you know you mentioned the reflection and you know we're doing a lot of Holographic or individual type of work where um, a pot. Popular uh, capture is is volumetric filming, right, where you're taking a a real-life individual, filming them in a 360 environment volumetrically that creates that real-life-like scenario or holograph that, that you can experience in AR. That comes at a cost, right? And so when you talk about features in your editor that you can better manipulate, say, a 2D file or image to kind of create that realism you save a host of money on the production, uh, you know, that you would need to spend or uh, invest into a volumetric uh, studio uh, that you can kind of recreate a really good version using a 2D asset. So thank you for that. <laughs> and so I think that that's a great, um, just a great feature that you can get smart with the efficiencies and in, in, in how you develop work.
1: No, that means a lot for you to to say that because we put a lot of attention and thought into that so i'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that from a partner like you
0: <laughs> well no problem <laughs> keep them coming um because we're not you know we're there's no shortage of ideas or concepts or um challenges that we're, we're going to uh, kind of solve together so on that note and uh shameless plug here outside of the tennessee tough titans mural the interactive mural that you can experience downtown nashville on sixth street across from the convention center just by scanning a QR code that is planted onto the sidewalk there or a lawn sign check it out what were some of the other cool um con- pieces of content or development that you have seen using your platform from from say other partners or maybe things that you've done in-house
1: yeah I mean there's like there's so many as you mentioned um uh we're so we're so fortunate to see so many developers and and agencies take take use of our tools I'll I'll, I'll tell you just a couple of- of I guess the most recent since they're top of mind, mm-hmm. uh, you know we're we're in the midst of March Madness, and so the NCAA tournament is coming up. Uh, USA Today uh, just this week launched uh, Couch Get Ball, which is a you know couch-based web-based augmented reality game that allows for you to shoot hoops in your home uh, utilizing AR. Uh, and this is um, this was definitely um, in in support of their brackets competition that they launch every year for the NCAA. And so I really like this idea of of being able to bring a game into someone's house and engage them, and also like inspire some friendly competition. Um, not only are you able to you know shoot hoops in AR um, from um, from various difficulty in, in terms of levels, but you're able to also share, you know, the score out to your friends and kind of like, get them to come up, come back in and see if they can beat your score. So I, I really do appreciate that. And um, we've had a number of uh, really amazing volumetric video experiences as well. So um, oftentimes, these are referred to as hologram experiences. Uh, so this is, you know, um, actors or spokespeople that have been brought to a volumetric capture studio, which has like a a whack ton of cameras from all angles and a green screen to be able to capture that actor from all angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're unique in that our web-based augmented reality platform can stream on volumetric video, um, to really allow for this new content to be distributed in an effective way. Um, and, uh, just recently there was an, uh, a great experience for H&M with a, a new collaboration with, um, uh, um, a fashion designer, where they wanted to bring their lookbook um, that gets delivered to life uh, in an almost like a, an AR pop-up storybook style. Mm. Um, it's extremely stunning. Um, it leverages, um, you know, a, a marker-based augmented reality, as well as volumetric video actors, um, including um, Helena Bottom Carter and others. Um, and just like again, like just like the, with the Tennessee uh, Titans mural, there, there is something to be said about like how magic it is to get a physical, you know, catalog um, that you're used to seeing on a regular basis and then use your smartphone to watch it come to life so that you can experience it from a whole new angle. Um, and that's really what that is, uh, is all about. And I think that the last one, um, you know, has to be what, what um, we saw from the Super Bowl Um, with uh, virtual rights management who created a portal, portals have become quite popular. So these portals are, you know, doorways, virtual doorways that you place within your space. And then you're either kind of dragged into it in the case of the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime commercial experience, or you can walk into it because you do have that agency holding the phone. Um, And what virtual rights management created for Pepsi Super Bowl was really this um, very almost like psychedelic portal that you got sucked into and um immediately you hear you know the weekend uh sing his inf- infamous song that he's saying live at the halftime special um and it was like a way for you to not only just experience video content differently but also feel like you're there like you're there at the event in some way and that's you know really important especially in today's times when you know we're we're here at home and shelter in place and we've been doing so for a while so um, those are just three. I mean, like, uh, there's there's so many more yeah, that we could probably yeah, talk about. Ab- but, absolutely,
0: um, no. It's um. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned the portal because uh, this is another great example of you know the benefit of of these new feature sets and being a part of the the Slack channel. And you know, as soon as that feature came out. You know, as content creators, you know we have a host of 360 video footage that we were able to capture in you know previous projects, and so uh, as we expand our education and capabilities on the platform, you know we were kind of baking things up in the lab, and so right before the Super Bowl, a coincidence? You know, there's a there's always a, there's some. It's funny how creative overlap happens, right? There's this theory in comedy that you know joke stealing, but there's like that parallel thought that happens, like mm-hmm. two people mm-hmm. into Independently, can come up with the same joke. That happens a lot in in tech. And so, uh, we uh, we took footage from we filmed uh, amateur night a few years ago at the Apollo Theater. Um, we had a collaboration with the Apollo Theater and Coca Cola, where we 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 brought our you know we filmed in three sixty amateur night. We were on stage and we filmed like the you can imagine what an amateur night is is like. You know, you have so much great talent, but the MC was super. You know, interactive, and you know he essentially were just it was plucking people out of the seat c- to come on stage, knowing that we were there filming. And so we thought, you know, what a great way with this portal concept. So we, you know, engine, you know, created this little doorway, and we were able to kind of retrofit that 360 footage into the platform to create this little peek into uh, Apollo. And and so, yeah, you're exactly right. And so you know, kind of. Giving access to an uh, an unenterable, uh, if that's a word, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a, a facility is is really important now, um, more so than ever. And 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 it's something that usually, you know, we always said when clients came to us, you know, when they were deciding, you know, this is always an education, right? When they were deciding whether they should use VR or AR, traditionally we said, well, if you're looking to give users access to someplace. virtual reality is a great tool for that however if you're looking to really educate or, or inform uh, an individual on something or create some type of interactive element ar is probably better but now we're in a scenario where we can really recreate both with mm-hmm. a, a, a portal type of um, experience right and and right. so giving that 360 access to someone through AR is is really phenomenal and and again the big thing is that we really haven't touched on this and and we have two no less than two things baking right now for us and, and new concepts uh, on the platform that we're super excited about all of the demos that we're talking about here with Tom uh, we can certainly show we have collateral that we can kind of show these examples so if you if you're looking to see this in in real life, Definitely go to the Eighth Wall website or contact uh, MVP Interactive directly, and we're happy to kind of show some of the things mm-hmm. that we've built on the platform as well as some of the existing content. But uh, so we're working on two new uh, concepts that um, you know we're really excited about in branching outside of professional sports and and how uh, retail can really benefit and the consumer can benefit from augmented reality. Um, but notably because these are web-based platforms there's a level of analytics and data that brands can really leverage and understand what the consumer journey has been because with technology you know everyone can get lost in the sight of like how cool something was and yeah that was awesome but you know we something that we focus on and your platform allows is to really provide that back-end data to a brand to a company Uh, to a marketer to say, okay, this is just not like an experiential, you know, piece of tech that we're going to throw money at and just kind of get our name on it for press. No, there's there's real R- ROI opportunities and being able to track conversion and, and the engagement and and really see that consumer journey. So we're really excited about the platforms that we're building right now. Um, hopefully I think within the next two weeks we'll be able to kind of showcase both of those and, and sort of where that start to finish is. Um, but I do want to you know make mention of that, that that's something valuable to to us internally at MVP is you know being able to really extend the experience beyond like the cool part, because it is foundationally on the web, right? And so there's a lot of possibility there.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think that like, that's a very important point to drive home and also really indicates the, like the the growing level of maturity within uh, mobile AR. It's like no longer, you know, can, can it like, what is it and can it happen? But it's more like Yes, it can. I understand what it is, and like what value is it generating? And that that is a good, good place to be, a healthy place to be. Um, and you know, we're seeing like firsthand how you know experiences are are driving you know, upwards of five minutes of dwell time, or you know, reaching millions of users, or you know, um, being attributed to a lift in sales. And so, um, this type of storytelling and the, and um, and really em- emphasizing. That um, real business goals can be satisfied by this technology, by augmented reality, is very important. And so, I love the fact that you're you're focusing in on on like the, the the value that it drives. And so much so that one of the things that I've been really excited to have um, heard from from our clients and and from um, just like um, you know brands and, and organizations that I I'm able to talk to um, is this this shift from augmented reality as being like an innovation to being essential to their business. And um, I think the pandemic has played a big role in this um, in just accelerating that, um, the ability to get to that point. Um, but I'm really happy to start to hear, you know, um, organizations use this word, you know, essential when it comes to augmented reality as a tool to engage end users wherever they are and to be able to um, deliver on real ROI for their business.
0: Absolutely. And that's a key word. And it, it's, it's interesting we're at our time, but it is a tool. This is not something that is just a widget or something fun. It is definitely going to be woven into our everyday lives mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. and this is just the start. So it is a very exciting time for augmented reality and, and mixed reality. Um, so Tom, thank you so much. This, I, you know, I could spend three more hours talking to you and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we won't do that to our listeners, but on a final note, tell us where, where we can find you personally, professionally, anything that you're willing to share uh, before we sign off here.
1: Sure. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Tom Emmerich or on LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn newsletter that goes out monthly that recaps, you know, what's happening in the augmented reality space. And if you're interested in joining us on the web and web AR, please head on over to eighthwall.com.
0: Wonderful. And everyone knows where to find us. I'm James Gilio with MVP Interactive. And thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon.